0: Hey, Future Pharmacists, welcome to Capsule Production Podcast. Before we get started with the episode today, I just wanted to let you guys know about a little bit that's happening with us here at uh, Capsule Production. We have a brand new webpage on WordPress. I'll send the link out via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Currently, it contains guidelines for rotations, so it'd be great for APPE rotations as well as hippies and sippies. Uh, We also have transcripts of each of the uh, podcasts that I do. So if you guys hear some cool information and you don't have a pen or you don't feel like writing it down, it'll be right there for you, it's all archived. And we got some really cool stuff coming up in the future, Um, we're looking at some NAPLEX review material and um, a couple other cool things, so I'll keep you updated. With that, we can get started with the episode, Uh, I have two very special guests today, Tariq and Felix, they're both fourth year students that are graduating in just a couple of days and they gave me some really cool tips on how to survive APPE rotations. Um, Things like how to deal with your preceptor, your coworkers, taking notes, and what to do if your car starts smoking and stops working, Uh, it's all covered. So without any further ado, please welcome Tariq and Felix. Hey guys, welcome to the immediate release version of the capsule production podcast i have two very special guests on today tariq and felix uh they're fourth year students about to start their app rotations uh so i wanted to have them on just to kind of chit chat about how they survive the rotations and any uh tips they can give us so welcome guys how's it going hello
1: we're good you good excited excited yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely excited thank you for having us all right um so just to kind of get started, how did you feel about uh, starting rotations? Were you guys like super nervous? Were you just ready to get out of school and get into the real world? Or like, what what kind of mindset did you have?
2: Yeah, I think uh, as a student, you know, something that I think of, you can never truly think you're ready for rotations. You know, you, like there's always a little more room to improve. But once we get started, I think I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how well uh, the UF program had prepared us. And uh, you just get started from the get-go and it's just nonstop after that.
1: Yeah. I was an equal mix of both excited and nervous. Um, I kind of knew that this was going to be a learning experience, so I didn't really go walk into it thinking, I'm going to know everything. Um, And I was just excited for the opportunities to kind of show what I know in the real world. Okay. OK.
0: So did this feeling change as you guys went on after you finished first, second, third rotation? Did you guys get a little more confident? You started feeling a little better? Or were you just kind of over it by that point? I think so too. I
2: mean, I guess it depends on the rotation, but um, like I started out adult medicine right off the bat. It was my first rotation. Um, So, in the beginning, I think it was a a little um, uh, intimidating per se, but as you got more comfortable, you know, working on patients, vancomycin dosing. Insulin dosing and such—it's all repetition and practice, really. And the more you do it, the better and more efficient that you got at it. So towards the end of the rotation, you—it's—it was like night and day. You—you you felt a lot more confident, able to really manage your patients. So definitely, it evolved over time, and you know, it, it gives you more, more learning, more confidence as you go. Mm-hmm.
1: And I definitely agree. It it does depend on the rotation that you're taking. Um, I actually started off with critical care. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's just not not a fun one to start with. Um, So I kind of felt a little uh, off (laughs) going straight into critical care. But then as time went by, um, I definitely got more comfortable with, like like Felix said, working up patients, um, working with the medical team and things like that.
2: And some of the benefit to that is that if you start out with critical care, pretty much <laughs> is one of the hardest one off the bat, so your next rotations are going to feel like a little more easier yeah. than that, than that yeah. one, so there's some <laughs> benefits to it. Exactly.
0: Okay, yeah, I was going to ask that actually. So for people that aren't really aware of like which ones are hard or easy, like so critical care would be like probably the hardest rotation?
2: One of them, yeah, yeah,
0: I up there. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones that you kind of just need to look out for, or just keep in mind that you really need to prepare for, other than? I would care? say,
1: um, in addition to critical care, um, emergency medicine, yep. and um, if you get the opportunity, transplant any type of solid organ transplant rotation, um, and as well as hemonk, because that sometimes is a subject that's not as strong okay. um, for certain students. So those are definitely ones I would say are the more difficult.
2: Absolutely, and that's uh, actually a benefit if you choose to do something. like I did not have an oncology rotation. I did do ER, and I agree that ER is kind of like the, the brother of critical care. So a lot of them, they're very alike. So if you do a critical care, I think it will prepare you a lot better for ER rotation. But you um, you deal with similar disease states. Mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, that's I think that's one of the ones that you need to prepare a little better for. Um, mostly due to the just the fast pace, fast pace, unpredictability of the yeah. environment. Basically, okay. you don't know what's going to happen in the ER, you know, every day. So, so you, have
1: I, you, you, have it, you have to be on it. You have to be on it. You have to be on your toes,
2: prepared, making fast paced decisions. And that's I, actually that's my area of interest. That's what I love. Okay. So you know, that's what I'm going to be focusing during my residency. But uh, it's definitely one of those that you need to prepare a little more going forward. But it's exciting, and I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, oncology, I, I did not have an oncology rotation. I kind of regret it now because studying for the boards, uh, I know. if mm-hmm. if If you do a rotation in that setting, it'll help you so much more when it's time to study. So uh, that's another one that if you're feeling courageous and bold, go for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, So did you guys have like a what do you call it, like a ritual or like something you would do to prepare before each rotation? Like, would you study some notes for that? Or would you just kind of like give yourself a couple of days to relax and clear your mind or I say both. And honestly,
2: yeah. I, it depends <laughs> on, on the rotation, but definitely like the one for like critical care, ER, you can, oh, there's always, res- <coughs> excuse me, resources as a student. You go over your notes from your professors, you go over the most recent guidelines. Um, also talk to past students who've been through the rotations. How do they prepare for it? Do they have any, any cheat sheets, any kind of notes that you might be able to go through? So and then, of course, I think it's always a good idea to take off the day before, maybe that weekend, just kind of get mentally prepared for what's going to happen. Because once you start, it's it's from zero to 60 nonstop. So yeah. definitely a
0: little rest helps. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, I agree. So you mentioned reaching out to students that have already gone through it. Um, Is there a way to do that? Do you go on like Facebook or do you actually physically go to the hospital and just introduce yourself to some of the staff and students there? Yeah,
1: the good thing is um, a lot of your classmates are going to go on the same rotations um, that you are. Um, If you do kind of go out of state or um, out of the city that you go to pharmacy school in, it's um, really beneficial to actually um, reach out to the people at the hospital already, so whether it be a resident already. So sometimes you may not be able to get a student that was on that rotation, but hopefully you can um, reach out to a resident possibly mm-hmm. that just went through that rotation, and they'll kind of have a similar experience um, and same tips to give you um, as far as um, you know what how to prepare, um, how the preceptors are, things like that. So if you don't necessarily get to speak to a student beforehand, always um, try to reach out to someone at the hospital. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, the residency it's an extension of the rotation, so a lot of times the works are going to kind of coincide with each other, and I think that's the benefit too. A lot of people in your same school they will go through the same rotations. Um, I think one way too is uh, the one I was at in one of my adult medicine rotations. They kept a file of all the previous students and their assigned work, so you could actually go back in time and see how they completed their work, their presentations, their soap notes. To kind of get an idea of how to the complete your assignment or something exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, that was really helpful, I thought, and I think most rotations
0: do that. So as a benefit for the student, how to you know prepare for it. Um. So was there an overall like challenging aspect of the rotations like in general like just a lot of paperwork or was there just something that really like hampered you guys down it's just uh, my opinion i personally like rotations like i I don't know i think it's
2: a it's just different type of work as opposed to what we do in school in school you know you're cramming you're studying for an exam you take the exam you move on to the next one Mm -hmm. and you know you get training on patient care but then rotation you're actually dealing with patients you're making all those interventions and you know that sticks it's a different type of work that i think that's what we've been trained to do Mm -hmm. all those three years of pharmacy school it's to go on rotations and manage your patients, so I enjoyed it, and I think most students will too. Especially if you're given more responsibility, I wouldn't say it's harder; it's just different, and just just have to embrace the challenge and you know be willing to to work.
1: Yeah, I think um, one of the more difficult things about rotations was um, kind of managing your time, um, learning how Absolutely. to transition from just worrying about tests, exams, quizzes, to um, worrying about assignments and when to complete them um, in a timely manner, being flexible with your time just in case things happen to change, the hospital um, or any practice site really um, is forever changing so you may have a set deadline for something and then the preceptor says actually we have this to do instead so can we push this to a different day or can we do this a day early? So um, being flexible with your time, being able to um, manage your time effectively so that you finish all your assignments I think was the the biggest challenge to rotations.
0: Okay. so just speaking a little bit more about the time management, um, mm-hmm. did you find you guys had to do a lot of like work outside of work, like at home or on the weekends? Or mm-hmm. I mean, was it really demanding in that aspect?
2: I guess it definitely depends on the rotation on that one. Okay, there same. are some rotations that yes, you know, when you go home, you are going to have to do some follow up questions, some drug information, uh, some assignments for the next day. It, it matters if it's a patient care elective or a non-patient care. Most patient cares do have a little extensive more work, so sometimes um, you are required or you will have to do some work outside. Uh, Whether it's other rotations, it's 8 or 4.30, after you're done, you're done, you get to go home. Uh, So I think it depends on the rotation.
1: Yeah. Um, Some of the ones that stick out to me as having work outside of the rotation were definitely critical care, um, emergency medicine, um, and pediatrics. Um, A lot of the rotations will have um, topic discussions within um, the rotations that you have to prepare for either one or more a week. So that required a lot of outside, like reading of articles, guidelines, things like that to prepare.
2: Also, if you take on any extra projects, too, they will ask you, you know, if you are interested in completing anything that may be beneficial to the hospital, so that is some extra work you're adding on to yourself, so, and I encourage it, I think it's great, it might just, you know, be mindful of how, how much you're capable of doing, don't overburn yourself, just kind
0: of know your limits. Um, do you think it's a good thing to actually reach out and ask for more work, or I mean, do they present uh, work to you quite often that's outside of what you're supposed to be doing, Or like. Um, absolutely. I think it's a great thing because the show really talks about your character and your personality
2: that you are an outgoing, hardworking individual. That, you know, the way I look at it is that as a student, um, my preceptors are full time pharmacists. They have their own job to do, they have responsibilities, and they're taking the learning of a student full time. So, it, in my nature and personality, I try to do what I can to help them. And if there's any extra work, any extra projects to be a part of, I show the, you know, I make the initiative and I show interest and jump on board. I, I highly encourage it.
1: I also encourage it as well, but also um, keep in mind that if you can't do it, if you're absolutely, right. <laughs> you know, push to your limit and you can't do any more, then don't take on extra work that you know that you can't handle because you also don't want to look like that student that you know messed everything up yeah. or um, doesn't know how to handle themselves. So just take on what you feel that you can. Right. And the preceptors understand that.
2: They know that if you have a lot of work to do, that's understandable. Um, so just let them know that maybe and maybe I have this project going on. As soon as I finish this one, I'll be more than gladly to start another one.
0: So just let them know, you know, your limits and uh, how much you can do. Okay. Um, so without naming names or throwing anyone under the bus, did you guys ever run into like a preceptor you just had a hard time dealing with, or you guys just didn't click? And if so, like how did you deal with that?
1: I've um, had just one one rotation where um, it wasn't necessarily that the preceptor was bad. Um, they just were very, very busy, and it didn't seem like they had um, quite enough time, that, at least for me, to spend kind of teaching me. Um, what their role is as a pharmacist, so how I kind of overcame that was I just tried to make the rotation what I wanted it to be. Um, it was very independent. She kind of gave me this is a calendar of how the month is going to look, and it, it really left it at that. Um, we didn't have daily meetups. We There were days where I didn't really speak to her at certain times, so I decided to take that opportunity to seek out extra opportunities. I spoke to the pharmacist. I asked to shadow different Um, areas of of the hospital, so um, I think that really helps um, if you're a person that, you know, waits for for things to be given to you or assignments to be given to you, it Mm would have been a terrible time, but I think the, uh, the yeah, being being able to take the initiative and um, seek out those opportunities to, you know, make the best rotation you can um, are really helpful in situations like that.
0: I could see where that would be like a a catch-22, so you want to be a little bit autonomous and be able to just kind of do your own thing, but at the same time, it's good to have a little feedback or someone kind of guiding you, but all right. Um, How about you, Felix? You definitely need a healthy balance of that.
2: Um, With me, I would say, uh, thankfully... I had pretty great preceptors along the way. I didn't really have any problems with anybody. I would, the one, I think everybody has a one rotation maybe that uh, it's not of high interest to them and I think that was mine. And it wasn't the preceptor fault. it was just the site and you know, it wasn't my area of specific interest. Mm-hmm. So I had a um, you know, harder time kind of being, mo- not motivated for that one, but finding something to do as opposed to other rotations, I have more set schedule. But aside from that, uh, no, I think uh, all my
0: preceptors were pretty solid, so I'm very thankful for that. Were they pretty, like, easy to approach? I mean, you could talk to them about problems, or did you find you have to be a little more formal and just email? Or?
1: It, it depends. Definitely, yeah, yeah, it depends. depends. I've it depends on the setting, were, right? Yeah, I've had some that were really um, open. They gave me their cell. They're like, text me, you know, with, mm-hmm. with questions that you have. I'll be, you know, over here working on a project, and some were very formal Every. Um, every type of communication was through email, right. um, so it really just depends.
2: Same here. I would say some like pretty from the first day you get there. This is my name. This is my cell phone. This is my contact info. Let, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Others. I saw once a week, maybe, and then we communicated through email. It depends a lot on the on the site that you're at, you know, the work setting. But definitely, I think a lot of them in the, the first day they kind of tell you what to expect out of the rotation. Also, what do you want out of this rotation? Because everybody's different, so you let them know, you know, ahead of time, and I think that will help uh, set the schedule along the way. But uh, they'll let you know uh, in the beginning all that.
0: Okay. Um, so did you guys uh, keep, like, notes, or did you kind of keep a tally of, like, stuff you learned or things that you thought were interesting just to kind of help you out in the future?
1: Or? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I kept um, a spiral notebook, a blank spiral notebook at the beginning of um, rotations, and I it's overfilled now. Um, every pearl I learned about a medication or any type of practice that... We were taught one way, but this is how it's done in the real world. I wrote all of it down, um, inter- interventions I made like during rounds and things like that, um, and I still look back to it. I've looked back. Um, to it since I've ended rotation. So I think having that type of notebook will be really helpful. A good reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I did not do that and I regret <laughs> it ex- extremely yeah. um, because I think that would have been so much helpful and advice I was given halfway through rotations and I would tell anybody going into right right now, all your interventions, any clinical pearls that you learn from your preceptors. Uh, midway I started doing, I created a Google doc and I kind of just pulled aside in time I learned something. And But definitely uh, in the beginning of rotations, I think I'd encourage everybody to do that, write it down and documented, especially if you apply to residency, because um, you will be asked those questions, and kind of clinical interventions that you made along the way. So um, I regret not doing it since my first rotation in adult med, and uh, I encourage everybody going through every rotation to definitely have like a little notepad of uh, yes. what you do every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um on the rotation, but I think most of my rotations, like my adult medicine, ambulatory care, ER, that's a daily occurrence. You will be working not just with the pharmacy, but also with every members of the staff. I'm talking about nurses, physician assistants, physicians, medical students, other pharmacy students. So it's definitely something you uh, have to get comfortable with because that's real life setting. That's once you go outside in the the hospital setting, it's you're the drug expert on the team, but you have to work and collaborate with all the other specialists as well, nutrition, doctors, and such others. yeah, that's something I, I started doing through my first rotation. I kind of built on through my further rotations that uh, interprofessional coalition, and you know how to interact with different team members of uh, just different
0: settings and specialties.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't really have a whole lot to add yet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like you said, you uh, we'll, you'll all. be working with a lot of different people.
0: <laughs> um, so, just going back to the notes, uh, so did you guys find yourself using your notes from school a lot? Or, like, um, I know a lot of people use notability. Like, were you going through that a lot to kind of answer questions? Or so I, like,
1: Yeah, I actually got um, advice from a preceptor very early on um, to work on not going directly to your school notes, um, learning how to transition from looking at your notes to looking at guidelines so Mm -hmm. she kind of discouraged it um, but kind of gave you a little bit of leeway but um, really I think it's best to make that transition um, earlier rather than later um, during rotations because in when you are the pharmacist that those are the resources that you'll be going to and unfortunately what they teach you in school becomes very outdated by the time (laughs) that you actually practice so your notes may not even be the most up-to-date so I think it's best to instead of kind of relying on your class notes, you can definitely brush up on things um, beforehand. But as far as during the rotation and throughout, try to make it, um, make it guideline, uh, based, yeah, make it guideline based. Yeah, make it guideline based, definitely.
0: Okay. Yeah, I talked to a, a fourth year who's now graduated, but uh, they said something similar. She didn't even touch her notes; it was all just mm-hmm. guidelines and yeah. Google. That was about it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Uh, to uh, kind of
2: pig it back to what Tariq said, uh, definitely you want to get comfortable you can go to your notes kind of like as a reference kind of yeah. just to uh, freshen up before rotations but once you're in rotations a lot of times they use guideline-based pra- practices and the good thing is that a lot of what we learn in pharmacotherapy the lectures are based off the guidelines mm-hmm. so even though you might not use the exact notes maybe you can kind of backtrack a little bit and see where the, the professor where she drew all those notes at so go straight to the guidelines and you know if the preceptor asks you a question you can reference the guidelines not the notes even though it's the notes where you got it from mm-hmm. so and that's something you have to do become pretty familiar with especially on rotations how to go through Different sorts of literature, evaluate studies, and as well as just read up on guidelines. Um, but definitely, uh, you know, step out of your comfort zone a little bit and look more into the primary literature when you're on rotations because that's evidence based
0: practice. That's what you're going to use. Yeah. So uh, definitely uh, encourage that. Yep. Um, So did you find that you had like one tool or a book or anything with you throughout your rotations? Mm -hmm. That was like more helpful than anything else. Definitely.
1: (laughs) I used um, the peripheral brain for the pharmacist um, and it really helped me um, a lot it kind of gave um little snippets of um, certain guidelines um different mnemonics to remember certain drugs or drug effects they had charts drug charts for side effects dosing um i think it was really helpful it's not you know uh, it doesn't have everything that you need but it was definitely one that i use almost every day Mm on rotations and it fits nicely in your white coat pocket oh
2: perfect (laughs) okay i did not and i regret it now (laughs) i wish i did i've I've been hearing more and more about it and i might get a residency (laughs) um i one I use pretty frequently during infectious disease. I would recommend the John Hopkins Antibiotic Guide, as well as the Sanford Guide. During my eight to 12 weeks that I was working on adult med infectious disease, that was like a daily occurrence. I was you know, pulling that out and looking it up almost uh, every single day by the hour. So I definitely uh, recommend that one. John Hopkins $2,999 and the Sanford Guide, I think they just came out with a new one. Uh, definitely, uh, I recommend, I think they're great resources that are used in practice. And
0: yeah, the Peripheral Brain, I'll, I'll have to look into that one now. Where um, So where is the Peripheral Brain? Um, what, what company released that? Is um, it?
1: The APHA um, shop um, on their website um, okay. sells that one. So mm-hmm. you can definitely get that one. All as right. well as like yeah. a white coat, yeah. um, any type of white coat clipboard yeah. um, type of A little script. notepad.
2: I always have like a little notepad yeah. and by the side just to write down something like a dose. It's not like a follow-up exactly. question, anything like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, speaking of references, you uh, did you find that you were able to use your cell phone locks? I know a lot of people have, you know, ClinFarm or Micromedics mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever on their phone. Like, is that appropriate? Or
1: I actually did um, yeah. quite a lot, um, mainly in those situations where you were um, expected to make really quick recommendations. Um, like in the emergency department, Mm -hmm. um, I did have Micromedics on my phone um, as an app. And the good thing is a lot of the sites have um, access, mobile access to those different um, references like ClinFarm, Micromedics, Lexicomp, it just depends on where you are. So I would recommend kind of looking at what your site uses Um, downloading that app on the phone and using that for you know quick guidance on dosing side effects things like that yeah definitely ask before yeah yes that's what (laughs) what I was gonna say like is it okay for me to use my phone before
2: I had a time some Mm -hmm. will let you some actually will have a laptop computer right by it they'll give you a personal computer so you'll have access to that throughout all rotations it depends on the site but for most parts I think they they won't mind just as long as you're using it for drug information yes
0: okay Um, So just wrapping up the uh, immediate release version, uh, do you guys have any, like, pearls for the students that are about to embark on APP rotations?
1: Yeah, um, I do. Um, This is advice from one of my preceptors um, at the end when they were kind of giving me feedback. And they told me, um, try to take no and can't out of your vocabulary. (laughs) Um, Try to, you know, take on any opportunities that are given to you. Um, Really, this is the only time that you may be able to, Um, experience these certain things Um, you may get introduced to something that you never knew that you loved so I would say you know take on all opportunities that are given to you
2: Definitely, absolutely, just to piggyback off that, um, you know, be bold. you're only on rotations one time, so definitely go outside of your comfort zone. Maybe if it's an area you didn't have an elective in or a rotation in, pick that as a, an elective or a class in, pick that rotation. If you didn't do critical care oncology, rank that as one of your rotations. Like, I think rotations is what opens up your eyes, really, so what you wanna do as a professional and a, and a pharmacist in the future. So once you get to really handle patients and work with them, it opens your eyes. So I'd definitely go out of your comfort zone and try something new. Um, just uh, go in with a positive attitude, um, hardworking individual. Just, just try to make a good impression and um, uh, try to be a positive asset to the team. That's uh, what I found out through most of my rotations, that as long as you make everybody else's job easier, they'll love you for that. They'll, you'll make a good impression for it. So I definitely encourage that and uh, just have fun. Just try to make it a positive learning experience and, yeah, have fun.
1: Yeah. And just lastly, don't, don't ever be afraid to say you don't know. This is where you learn.
2: Oh, so. yes. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the last thing. If, yeah. if you don't know something, just be honest with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know, but I would love to get back to you in an adequate amount of time and absolutely. give you, you know.
1: That's where you really learn. Exactly. All the things you say yeah. you don't know about and you have to look up, mm-hmm. those are the things that you always remember. And
2: you will remember that. Okay, For well, sure. <laughs> And the thing is, if, if they ask you that question again, you better know it, though. So, <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. At this, at some situations, they expect you to not know. Just That's what they're testing you on, that he doesn't know or he or she will kind of look it up and get back to me. Yeah. So definitely nothing wrong with that.
0: Awesome. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the immediate release version. Uh, Thank you guys for being on here. And if you listeners want to hear more from Tariq and Felix, uh, check out the extended release version. That wraps up the immediate release version. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you guys want to hear more from Tariq and Felix, some of their cool stories on rotations, uh, check out the extended release version of this podcast. And just to remind you guys, we have the new page up on WordPress. I'll send the links out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's got great resources, guidelines, uh, transcripts, and more to come. Lastly, I just want to give a big thanks to Sephiros for providing music. This song is called Celestial, and you can find it on freestockmusic.com. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on the extended release podcast.